Hello everyone. I felt and I think and I know that it is my duty to share with you uh, some final mentions of the organized crime world. that I saw to no fault of my own. In that world, I saw men criminals uh, have sex with their attorneys, their lawyers, their defense teams, members of the jury, jurors, uh, judges, um, even prosecutors. That's how, for a lengthy amount of time, they were able to avoid civil court and criminal court. And then eventually, all of them ended up prosecuted, including witness tampering and tampering the evidence. That's what they were accused of. And they were rightly accused of those things because those things actually did happen. And plus, there was even a harsher sentence because of the fraternization between the criminal male criminals and the um, members of the legal community. So there were people who were disbarred from law practice permanently because of that. There are people who lost their legal licenses, people who had to, they could not be judges anymore. They could not be prosecutors anymore. They could not be defense teams anymore. They could not be uh, jury members, they couldn't be anymore. They couldn't be jurors anymore. Um, they couldn't be attorneys and lawyers anymore because of what they did. So those things do happen in that world. And some people would say that that's sexual abuse because of the hierarchical power dynamics. Like this person has what it takes to help you get prosecuted or to successfully argue against your prosecution. So, oh, um, I, I remember that, um, I remember how there were men criminals who would sleep with their doctors, their dentists, and even their therapists, psychiatrists, and All those people, to my knowledge, lost their medical licenses. They were medically, like, barred from medical practice. They could not be dentists anymore. They could not be doctors anymore. They could not be therapists anymore. They could not be psychiatrists anymore. The the therapists lost their... um, therapeutic licensing they they their their certification was taken from them um because 
those who bestowed it upon them lawfully did not feel comfortable with them having it. They're like, oh no, we don't want to be attached to you at all. So all those people, to my knowledge, went to jail because you, you know, because they found a way to connect that to sexual abuse. Like you have this person's emotions in the palm of your hand. You just, you are a major factor when it comes to their mental health. So you're taking your uh, um, warped sense of power because they pay you. So they so it was in in the legal team's mind. Hey, I'm talking about the legal team that were the good people, the ones who weren't doing these things. They were like, this is stories I heard on the street, and they were true stories. I could tell when someone was lying and someone was just spreading rumors. And they said it all with a straight face, matter of fact. And, you know, they would hear from those people who went to jail, the men criminals, everybody else that they was, you know, sex. And they would get letters. And they showed me the letters um, confirming that everything that they were saying was the truth. So getting back to like therapists, they feel like, hey, you have economic power of this person because this person pays for your mental health servicing. And you also have life power over this person um, because you are the one that has some dictation of their direction of their life. Not full dictation, but the fact that there's some. And that's what occurred. They lost their um, their degrees were revoked, taken away, and they ended up serving long periods of jail time. I think they're still in jail to this day. So. I wouldn't I would never sleep with my uh, my therapist. Even if they stop having his therapist, I still would never do it. I would never sleep with my dentist. Even if they stop having me as their client, I still wouldn't do it. Even if I would never sleep with those who were my psychiatrist, even if they stopped seeing me professionally, I still wouldn't do it. I would never sleep with any member of any legal team. No attorneys, no legal teams, no prosecutors, no jurors, no jury members, no judges. Nobody in the legal team. Even if they no longer serviced me legally in terms of law practice, I still would never do it. I still would never sleep with a psychiatrist. Even if they stopped seeing me, I still wouldn't do it. I still wouldn't do it because... It's unprofessional, it's unlawful, it's immoral, and, you know, it's, it's unethical. So I want to clarify that. Then, um, like, for example, there were men criminals who, um, who slept with their bosses because some of them had regular day jobs, but they would commit crimes outside of work. 
so they would sleep with um, higher-ups, basically like supervisors and managers and executive leadership. And um, corporate leadership, too. And all those people ended up being fired, jailed for long periods of time. They're still in jail to this day. Um, They couldn't find jobs anywhere else because of what they did. All their credentials were revoked from them. And their reputation was forever tarnished. So all the men crumbs went to jail with them. And how I know these things to be true, I just kept, you know, I just kept seeing letters that people on the streets were still talking to these people via letters. So I would see a bunch of uh, pen pal letter communication and they would show me letters they sent them, the letters they sent right back. They were talking to the streets, were talking to the criminals, and also the criminals would even mail the letters um, that family members sent them, and their communi- those communication in the streets and male criminals confirmed that all these things did happen. Um, plus, there were people who knew of the ones sleeping with these criminals every person I told you about. And, um, that's, ex- and those letters, they confirmed that, yes, we did sleep with these men criminals. So that, so there were pen pals that people that knew of them still communicated with them so they would say yes these things did happen um and from what I remember about the prison letters for the most part they were they acted very remorseful in their writing some downplayed it some um would just go yeah but it wasn't that big of a deal like being in denial but admitting it like yeah but it wasn't you know I wasn't hurting him or nothing, you know, it was just, we had, you know, had a lot of things in common, and that's what happened, but it wasn't all bad, it wasn't bad at all, it was just, yeah, so they were trying to do what is called damage control, um, so those things happened, um, in that world, from what I can tell you, that, that, that there are people um, there is a celebrity culture, also known as rock star culture, groupie culture in that world. I know groupie is an offensive term. Um, I just use that term because that's the term that most people understand, but I know it's still an offensive term. That it is true that there are people who look at organized crime figures as superstars. So they will travel with the criminals. They will sleep with the criminals. Um, They will 
have babies. Some of them had babies by the criminals. Some of them would just have sex with criminals, but no babies were made. Some of the criminals were act, you know, were were present in their kids' lives, and some were deadbeats that they had to take to court for child support. Some got the child support, and some were able to find other men. It could be other criminals. It could be men who were not criminals, and they were able to basically be the sole breadwinner and active dad in the lives of the, the children. So they were present. And some of the criminals did not like the idea of, hey, you 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 living with my baby and my my girl, but they're not together anymore though. And some was like, yeah, why is this? You know, they're like mad that these other guys were um, in and out of their baby child's mother's um, home. You know, they were there to just regularly be there to take care of the kids. At least from how they define taking care of the kids, because some of these other guys were criminals. So that it's you know that term taking care of the kids. It's like are you really, the kids really being taken care of if you still out there in the streets. But you know you make sure they got food and you know you making the kids laugh. You talking to the kids and complimenting the kids stuff like that. So I know that term could be vague when we're talking about criminals. I get it. I don't know what to call that. But then, you know, the, you know, but there were men who were decent, who were there and did what a father was supposed to do, even though that wasn't their kid's biological father. It's like Shaquille O'Neal saying, biological didn't bother. That's how the kids felt about their biological dads who weren't there. They're like, they just totally dismissed him. Dismissed him and said, you know what? This guy has been my real dad. I don't want anything to do with the the sperm donor. Those things happen. So, some of the men criminals who chose not to pay child support were ordered to. Is either you pay it or you go to jail type of thing. So, they will have to pay the full amount. And then the the children's mothers figured out, okay, this is my loophole to tell the, the courts what I really know about the crimes of this, these guys. So I remember that they even um, told the legal teams what the guys were doing, and they were cooperating with the, the, the um, prosecutors, like coming in and saying, hey, I have all the evidence. So the trial didn't last long. It was the evidence was so overwhelming that the trial was like a week or two because the criminal, all they could do was admit, okay, yes, this is true. Yes, this is true because the evidence was so stacked against them. They couldn't lie about it. If they lied about it, they would serve even more jail time. So a couple did lie. A couple, some of the criminals, they lied about it and they served even more jail time for simply lying about it. Along with the whole, all these evidence that there were charges brought against them. So they ended up going to jail. 
and they stayed in jail longer because of what happened. I think they're still in jail to this day. You know, they lied, so that's more jail time. And then the rest just admitted it, and they served the maximum jail time. So the children's mother was like, well, I played a role in it, and, you know, I've changed my life, though I don't do, I don't do that world anymore. I leave crime alone. So they actually gave the women immunity. Most of the women got immunity. The rest were told, but they were still a part of that world. And, so, and But the women served like a few months to like a year or two. Um, it's like a, kind of like a few months. It was supposed to be two years, but their good behavior got them all sooner and they were right back out but they did not return to crime because they played in the mind of the legal world okay the maximum is one to two years for you know for what you were assisting but the good behavior and they could see that these women have changed their lives like dramatically they don't they're not they don't do immoral things they don't do illegal things anymore so they're they're there like few months nearly like at least um at least eight months at least eight months and then you know the streets told me they were right back out because the judge was like well you know Hey, they, they've changed their lives even more when they were in prison, you know. Some became clergy women. Um, some became, you know, community activists in prison. And some became criminal justice system advocates. So the work they put in, along with the good behavior, they were able to get out in about eight months. They served at least an eight-month sentence. It was a group of them. Um, and they knew each other and they were cool with each other. They all helped each other change. So they were all able to be paroled that day because, you know, their families were saying, hey, you know, release them. They're no longer capable of doing what they did. We forgive them. You have to forgive them. And the legal system said, okay, we do because... The evidence so overwhelming that they've changed. Like the way they talk is not the same. They're so into God. They're so into um, revitalizing neighborhoods for the better. They're helping young people not to go down that road. They're, you know, they're mentoring young ladies about avoiding the the pitfalls that they've made themselves fall into. So that's how they got their eight-month sentence and they were released. Uh, some of them did what Malcolm X did. Some of them cop. Some of them, you know, read dictionaries. I heard some copied entire dictionaries. Some, like what Malcolm did, that actually happens in prison. He, he wasn't the only one. Some people do copy entire dictionaries. Some people copy entire encyclopedia some people copy entire the sources that's what these women did they like every book they ever read they copied it they could read a book and copy it all in one day because the the prison system knew they liked to write and they knew that what they liked to write 
was actually morally excellent stuff. They would read law books, copy them all in a day. They would read history books, copy them all every day. They would read a book a day and they would copy it all in that day. They would spend all their free time just writing and writing and writing and writing. Of course, they took breaks because if you literally write all day, I mean, you're going to have um, eye vision issues. That's what happened to Malcolm. He had to start wearing glasses because he would read in the dark. So the women would go, okay, we can't read in the dark, but during the day, they would take breaks and then write. Take breaks, write. Take break, writes. But they, with the lights were on, so when the lights were off, they, the time the lights were off, they're already finished copying the whole books. They would read political books, copy it all in a day. They would read geography books, copy it all in a day. They were doing this every day, copying a book a day. They would just do that for like eight months. And they were literally walking, talking dictionaries, the sources, encyclopedias, and books. They read all genres of books and they would copy all these books in a day. It didn't matter. It could be a 900-page book. They would, they could read it all and understand it well. And it just copy, 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 copy. And they was doing this for eight months. This is what the streets told me. And it was true because I saw the prison letters. I said, wow, they really know how to be a college professor they you know because sometimes the people in the streets had to research what these words meant because they would usually use words that most people don't think to use in their everyday conversation they knew how to use dictionary words but they didn't always use them like when it came to street people i would see them talk street lingo when it came to more educated people some street people a lot of street people educated people i don't want to diminish that but usually on the street people don't use big words like that so they wouldn't um now when it came to uh the people who are educated people went to school the dictionary in them would just ooze itself i've seen all this stuff so they could copy they would copy a book a day every book they ever read every literature and yes, some of them did join debate teams like Malcolm X did in prison. And their understand like they would read business books and copy it down. They would read activism advocacy books, write it down, copy it all in a day. So they joined debate teams. I remember they ended up learning all types of life skills. They knew vocational skills. Um they knew like they were also repair workers. They could like sew clothes. They could also repair like stuff in the house or stuff in the prison. They would get the prison people, hey, can you repair this? And they would repair. That was their job. And there was some stipend that they got because they because these women shown that they weren't going to use the money for organized crime. So they figured, okay, we'll give them some of somewhat of a stipend. So they kept making a lot of money in jail because some of the systems in the prison were broke. Like, hey, can you repair our water system? Hey, can you repair our ceiling? Hey, can you repair, like, the holes in the walls? Or, hey, can you repair my bed? Or, hey, can you repair the toilet? And they could... And it didn't take them long to fix it because they were learning these skills in prison. And then, um... I want to make it clear. 
I would never sleep with executive leadership. Never sleep with my boss. Never sleep with higher ups. Never sleep with corporate leadership. I would never do that. Never, ever. It's unethical. It's immoral. It's unlawful. It's unprofessional. I would never do it. Even if we stop working, even if they, we stop working together, I just still wouldn't do it. I just can't. So I just want to make that clear. <laughs> but it was also that world. There were women criminals who had men sexually pursuing them and I did see them have sex with each other. Um, the, the most disheartening part was because because out of all the criminals I was the most talked about. I don't like to see myself as a criminal call myself that but according to that world I was considered a criminal. I'm five years old. I'm a boy. I understand how pure evil that is to even get to, to, to do that to me, I know. Um, from what I remember, they, um, from what I remember, um, I was the most popular one, in quotations, the most highly talked about in all the quote-unquote nice ways. And um, and the, some of the street women liked my reputation. Most of the street women did not pursue me, in quotations. But there were some who, they the ones that were digging for criminals, like really trying to sleep with criminals, because I'm a child, it's called rape. I get that. So they ended up raping me because they were quote unquote attracted to my power, my money, my my flashy clothes, and um, my um, respect. Now, false respect is no respect at all. False, false money is not good money at all. False power is not good power at all. Flashy clothes does not mean appropriate clothing at all. I understand. We're talking, I'm, I'm give, talking about the organized crime context. So this is what I'm saying, what I'm saying. And they were the most biologically attractive to me. They found the most biologically attractive. I know this is all sickness and perversion and deviancy wrapped up in one simultaneously I understand I comprehend that but that's exactly um what I definitely do remember uh, another thing I um another thing that I I remember is like Oh, the women could write very well, very neatly. They had impressive cursive writing and handwriting um, from what I saw in the in the letters, pen pal letters. So I just wanted to clarify that. 
Now, in that crime world, it was normal for me to see bike by shooting drive by shootings, which means that they would shoot at the person so much, the people so much, or the vehicle so much that they would all be rotting in flames, meaning their corpse would burn up. So they perished by the gun and they then they would also perish by the flames. So I've seen that. I could tell when a drive-by, shooting bike-by shooting would happen, they would bike ride too slowly and they would um, drive too slowly, basically violating speed laws. And people who are who bike ride and drive, normally they don't drive that slowly. They drive much faster. So when they would zero in on people in terms of the slaughter stairs, I call it, like not not even blinking, just looking at them so menacingly and they would slowly pull out their gun slowly aim it and it would be basically a bunch of professional hits like it would a drive by drive slowly too slowly zero in on your targets in the car or a truck or a van roll down their windows because they're driving and the windows slowly are rolled down and the car slowly sticks its gun out and you would just see bullet holes all over the car you'll see the car shrink down To the point where the car and the wheels, you could tell it looked like it had a car accident. Like, because now the wheels are falling off or the wheels are still barely keeping the car still, but it's about to fall off. So basically, the front of the car is on the same level as the wheels. Like, it looks like the car been pushed down that strongly. So you got, you got, you know, this would happen with the tires, too. You know, the car would be at the same level as the tires. Some cars I saw were at the same level as the tires. So some of the tires were shot off. The big, you know, the rims, spinning rims. And the non-spinning rooms were just shot off. And you would see the car go up in smoke. You would see the fire. And the car would just blow up. So I remember seeing that. And that's for bike by shootings. Very similar but harder to do because you're on a bike. But the same thing would happen. It's just that the only difference was the person was riding a bike. That's the only thing that didn't happen with the drive-by shootings was because of a car. 
because the shooter was in the car. The shooter is is on bike, so pretty much everything that would happen with the bike by shooting was the same thing would happen with the drive by shooting. All the difference is the person is riding a bike, but all the slowness and the flames and the tires would be at the same level as the front of the you know the whole front of the car as well as the middle and the back of the car the whole front part of the you know top parts of the car with the same level as the wheels and the tires and the flames and you know zeroing in and slowly pulling the gun out everything that's what happened that's what happened with those people and to the people that it could have been a bike by a drive by if they weren't necessarily in the car basically they would pull out their weapons slowly slowly zero in on who they wanted to kill and they would just shatter the person with bullets you would see bullet holes pumped into their flesh I remember that it would just happen I could be walking down the street or I'm in a car with adults you know well, these adults were like, or you know, men, you know, women, men, criminals. You just see that kind of stuff. And, uh, or I could just be out and about, and these things were happening. These were dangerous areas. And just the blood, the, and they also died because they lost all their pounds of blood. It was, that massive amount of bloodshed. I know this is all graphic, but I have to share these things because this stuff, these this stuff needs to be talked about. Um, you know, as for. Um, by the way, I would never sleep with executive leadership. I never would. I just wanted to make sure I said that. Because I remember saying that in the past, in the past part of the episode, if I did, I'm just repeating myself. I just want to make sure I remember. I would never sleep with executive leadership. I would never sleep with corporate leadership. Leadership, Even if we stop working together, I still would never do that. Okay, okay, I said it all. I would, you know, like I would... <laughs> Like, there were criminals who slept with board members, members of boards of entities, and same thing happened. Jailed to this day, and they lost all their credentials in the prison power letters. They admitted that they did these things. Plus, when you sleep with a criminal, people who sleep with criminals, some of them are willing to commit crimes with criminals, hence, now you understand why the word jail in this case. I would never sleep with board members. Even if we stop on the same board, I just never would do that. No, no, no. Same reasons. Unethical, unprofessional, immoral, and unlawful. Uh, and then as to, like, um... Just in regards to, um, like, the rape that happened to me from some of the street women. It's hard to call them women because of what they did to a boy, me.
they tended to brag about it. And, um, however, their lives were cut short because there were criminal sympathizers who, every criminal sympathizer of mine in quotations, I'm not enjoying any of that. That's what they saw themselves as. They heard about it and killed those women. And these were women criminal sympathizers, people, women who were cool with me, who did their dirt on the street. These, this was before the killer, women killers came along and killed those women because they were also known to pedophile children. So, like I said, pedophiles, rapists, molesters, sexual assaulters, sexual bullies, sexually violent, registered sex offenders, unregistered sex offenders. Adult on child sexual abusers, you know, statutory rapists, like I said, the reps, the most were murdered, the most were murdered, the rest went to prison. So these women who, um, you know, raped me, they were women of the streets who did crime, who they hated, um, the fact that you got it, you, you got, you, you, you did you trying to do to a child which supposed to do a grown man and end up killing him. Um, and the rest who raped me went to prison because they did they they did they pedophile the people's kids and got caught. And they're all still in prison to this day, I think. Um, I remember um, in that world, um, that stuff does happen. Um, you know, some of the kids that they pedophile were forced into organized crime. Um, the rest that weren't forced to organized crime, they pedophiled them, and like I said, they ended up being murdered. Um, because word on the street was that oh you you nasty you nasty to you nasty to children. Um came to myself and many others, we were victimized by, in quotations, power rapists. Remember, their so-called power is actually false. It's not real power at all. For the rapist, meaning the power rapist who raped me and many others, Rape became a way for them to delusionally compensate for their underlying feelings of inadequacy 
and it fed their issues of false mastery, false control, false strength, false authority, and false capability. The intent of the power rapists who raped Mina and many others were to assert their false competency. Or should I say, illusional competency. The power rapist who raped me and many others relied upon their verbal threats, their nonverbal threats, their intimidations with deadly weapons, and they used only the amount of force that they sickly deemed necessary to, to subdue us as their victims, even though we don't belong to them, never have, never will. The power rapist who raped me and many others were full of and filled with fantasies about rape and their rape culture version of quote-unquote sexual conquest. They delusioned themselves and illusioned themselves by confusing and conflating non-consensuality with consensuality. They did cruelly believe that even though some of us victims, including me, initially resisted them to begin with, they felt evilly that they were overpowering us as their victims. And they had a monstrous conviction that us victims were enjoying their raping of us. Those power rapists who raped me and many others toxically opinionated the whole believing that us victims delighted in what they illegally and immorally did to us and they even demanded and commanded us to meet them for dates afterwards Their hallucinations that were self-imposed did consist of a traumatic sense of romance that they used to be one of the sources of trauma against us.
In the minds of the power rapists who raped many, many others, they felt that since this is only their personality disorder-centered fantasies, they felt that the power rapists who raped me and many others, meaning they, some of them did not feel reassured for very long by either their own repulsive performance or the responses of us as their victims. The power rapists raped me and many others poisonously felt gratified by their one-sided sexual pleasure and one-track-minded power and they kept performing sex acts against us and made us perform sex acts against them and made us perform sex acts against each other's victims and had us victims perform sex acts on the power rapists repetitively in the minds of those power rapes who raped me many others it was quite an addiction for them it was addictive to their brain chemical dependencies to traumatize us torture us and torment us Because they suffered from severe personality disorders and narcissism being one of them, they fed on self-protection based compliments from the victims. We're only complimenting, we were only complimenting them to keep ourselves alive. Not because we actually got along with the victimizers, because we didn't at all. The power rapists raped me and many others fed on bigotry-centered power and discrimination-centered domination of us as their victims. And their offenses were impulsive, compulsive, on repeats and sequels of their fences was normalized by them. They did commit a series of power rapes against me and many others for a short duration of time because they ended up being murdered and the rest went to prison. I say that many times, but once word gets out on the street that 
you're a sex criminal who likes to sex offend. It wasn't abnormal to see rapists and sex criminals of all kinds get murdered with deadly weapons, bare hands, people biting them with teeth. Um, People stomping on them with their feet to death. People kneeing on them to death. People doing WWE, WWF wrestling moves on them to death. People sucker punching them to death. People slapping them silly to death. People, especially women, using their long nails to claw them to death them getting spit on and beaten with inanimate objects to death and their corpse were found in dumpsters alleys back seats of cars sidewalks street corners rent you know in the middle of the street. Um, slumped over in in homes and um, slumped over in abandoned buildings, by abandoned buildings, be wide by um, slumped over in slums. They were, they, a lot of them were decapitated, dismembered, and disfigured. Some were peed on. People were pissing on them. They were literally shitting on, being defecated on. And their blood was oozing from their corpse. You could see their sweat oozing from them because at the time of their death, they were that terrified and horrified because they knew what was about to happen to them. Some were actually drowned to death, found in bodies of water, even backyard pools. That's how sex criminals were treated in life and in death in that world. That's what happened to people who made themselves monsters. So power rapists are the most common type of serial rapists of strangers in America. And that was out, that was the reality that was shoved upon us.
Then there were the anger rapists who raped me and many others. Their aim was to humiliate us, which they did, debase us, which they did, and hurt us as their victims, which they did. They did express their needless contempt for us as their victims to their their physical violence against us, and they used profane language against us too. For the anger rapists who raped me, many others, sex was a lethal weapon to defile us, which they did, and degrade us as their victims, which they did. So, anger rape constituted their ultimate expression of their senseless anger against us. The anger rapists who raped me and many others considers anger, they considered anger rape their ultimate offense that they did commit against us, which means that they angrily raped us. They ragefully raped us. Their anger rape was revoltingly characterized by their physical brutality rooted in brute strength of the false nature. So much more that their Abusive physical force was used during their assaults against us. Then would be repellently, quote unquote, necessary if their intent. We're simply to overpower us and achieve penetration, which they did. In fact, their intent was to overpower us, and they did achieve penetration as one of their ways of trying to overpower us. Um, the the unfathomable experience for the anger rape offenders was that of conscious evil anger and conscious evil rage. Um, this type of offender, meaning the anger rapists who raped me and many others, did attack us 
as their victims by grabbing us, striking us, and knocking us to the ground, beating us, raping us, and there was clothes being torn, torn off. Thankfully, there were people who knew how to sew clothes, and they would sew our clothes back together. Um, but these anger rapists did these things for a short period of time because their bodies were burned up, set on fire with cigarette matches and flamethrowers. Amazing the kind of weaponry that people keep in their homes that they used against these anger rapists. They were um, they were burned to death. Um, their bodies were fed to the fowls of the air. For example, eagles and birds. Um, so. Ants were eating them, mice were eating them, rodents were eating them. And yes, the fowls there and the birds did eat them, meaning their remains. And um, I remember they were shot to death, stabbed to death, bombed to death, grenaded to death. Um... They, um, they, um, they were pushed off cliffs and pushed off bridges, too. They, some were pushed off mountains, and that's how they died. So, they, all the anger rapists were killed. They were. Wasn't a lot of anger rapists, so the streets killed them all. There were a lot of power rapists, so. The streets couldn't kill them all, and that's when the jail system um, incarcerated them. They're still in prison. While the anger rapists was very small in number, so they were all killed by the streets. Um, that's how they died. Now, there were sadistic rapists who raped me and many others. For the sadistic rapes who raped me and many others, 
For them, there was a sexual association with various concepts, which was always showing aggression against us as their victims and their infliction of pain against us as their victims, which they eroticized so flippantly and arrogantly. For the sadistic rapists, right, me, many others, their sexual excitement, in quotations, were associated by them with the causing of their suffering upon us as their victims. Um, These sadistic rapists, if any, who raped me, many others, found their intentional maltreatment of us as their victims were intensely gratifying to them, and they did take pleasure in our torment as their victims, our anguish as their victims, our distress as their victims, our helplessness as as their victims, our hopelessness as their victims, and our agony as their victims. And they found our struggling against them as their victims to be to be erotic experiences that they felt positively benefited them greatly. Their sadistic rapes against us usually did involve extensive, prolonged uh, restraint. Affliction against us. For some of the victims, the statistic rapists did use instruments, foreign objects, and inanimate objects to penetrate their victims. And for some of us victims, the sexual areas of the bodies of the other victims as victims did become specific focus of injury and abuse against them from the sadistic rapists. And sometimes the sadistic rapists did take on ritualistic and other bizarre qualities meaning the prolonged restraint and the prolonged affliction. Um, I do remember that um, it is true, sadly and tragically, that sadistic rapists and assaults against us were calculated. 
Sometimes they were disguises, sometimes they did not. Sometimes they blindfolded us, sometimes they did not. Sometimes they gagged us, sometimes they did not. Sometimes they tied us up, and sometimes they did not. Um, I would say that the victims, we did survive their attacks. I've heard of stories of rape victims dying from the assaults and the attacks, being hospitalized by um, the assaults and the attacks, were infected, had to get surgeries, and had to rely on medication and therapy due to the assaults and the attacks. Some became disabled because of the assaults and the attacks. Some um, some survivors um, ended up experiencing sexual problems because of the attacks and the assaults. Some rape victims suffered from communication problems, dating anxiety, lack of confidence, lack of experience, low sexual desire, physical disability, intellectual disability, sexual inhibitions, trouble with intimacy, erectile dysfunctions, genital pain, inability to ejaculate with a partner, premature ejaculation, sexual aversion disorder, and vaginismus because of the history of sexual assault and sexual abuse inflicted against them. So sadistic rapists, they did rape uh, sex workers and other people whom they perceived to be who who they did perceive to be um, loose, which means promiscuous. They were the favorite targets of the sadistic rapists. There were some sadistic rapists who felt like murdering the ones they sadistically rape was the was their extraction of that from you know the whole well they were killed by me which ultimately satisfies me. In other words, for some offenders, the ultimate satisfaction is gained from murdering the victim. So. I heard of stories of, um, there weren't a lot of sadistic rapists, so they were all murdered. Because sex workers got tired of and sick of them. They got tired of them, got sick of them, so the sex workers armed themselves with deadly weapons and used the deadly weapons to kill them all. I mean, the sex workers murdered all of them. Sex workers said, you know what? 
don't nobody kill them but us. So it was mostly it, it was actually all like um, brothel workers. Some brothels like all other Sin City spots I've told you about in previous episodes, they all had weapons in them because of trifling sickos. So sex workers and the madam said, all right, we're going to take shit into our own motherfucking hands. Those are the exact words. So, that's what they did. And that's how all all the sadistic rapists ended up dead. Because of them. Um, The sexual sadists who raped me and many others, they enjoyed our pain and our fear. Um, they most got killed, the rest went to prison, the sexual sadists. Um, the anger rapists, who raped me and many others, were motivated by anger at the world at large, which did happen to us. And they did inflict the most physical damage on us as their victims. And those anger rapists did have a long history of violent crime, even murderous crime, and even theft crime, even financial crimes of all kinds, of all sorts. And you already know what happens to anger rapists because I told you. And, um, the vindictive rapists who raped me and many others, did commit physically harmful assaults and and their intent was to degrade us, humiliate us. What happened to the vindictive rapists? Because there weren't a lot of them, all the other victims killed them. Um, I did not participate in the plot against the vindictive rapists by the the victims. All the other victims banded together because they were much older than me. I was the only kid when it came to the vindictive rapists. All the other rapists were a mixture of adults and children, but the vindictive rapists, they were raping other adults. So, and the adults were the, the, all the adults were victims. So the victims banded together and they were able to get guns from the gun owners in their families. They took those guns. I mean, it was assault rifles, MAC-10s, AK-47s, AR-15s, Uzis, machine guns, And just killed all the vindictive rapists. The victims just... They were... I've had it up to here. I've had it. I'm, I'm, I'm done. 
I'm not dealing with this anymore. And they killed the, all the vindictive rapists were killed by them. Um... Um, the power rapists raped me many others were preoccupied with set in stone fixed sexual fantasies that they did sadly and tragically successfully act out in their rapes against us which means that they successfully made their fantasy come true and literally come true ugh by forcing us as victims to have sex with them. And they fell in love with us from a demonic standpoint. Um, They were the least aggressive of the rapists, but that doesn't mean they didn't have any aggression. And some tried to flee because they were victims who did put up a strong resistance. So the other power rapists were killed by a mixture of the victims in the streets. The victims and the streets got together because the streets sided with the victims because there was no glorifying sex crime in the type of organized crime streets I was on. So the streets and the victims got blended together and they did kill the power rapists. It was a group beatdown and group deadly weapon usage. That's how they died. Um, it's like nowadays, you, you hear a lot about... Um, People siding with um, the rapists, meaning protecting the rapists. In the organized crime streets I was on, people, some of the people who did side with the rapists, protect the rapists, they ended up killed too. So you, you couldn't be a rape apologist for very long. Like any type of abuse. If you were a domestic violence apologist, you got killed. It was found out, oh, you cool with beating on women? Death. Oh, okay, you cool with beating on men? Death. Oh, okay, you cool with beating on children? Death. So it's not like you can just nowadays be on social media siding with rapists, siding with domestic violence offenders, and usually nothing happens to you. In the organized crime where I was on, those people would have been murdered. Like, you can do any other crimes, but the crimes that they did not want you to do or anybody do, you weren't allowed to do intimate partner violence. You couldn't side with people who do it, and you couldn't defend that. Because there were people in organized crime world, yes, yeah, some did side with the rapists, protect the rapists, some sided with intimate partner violence offenders and domestic violence offenders and they all got killed. Because there were certain crimes, no. No, you couldn't 
you can you can rob a bank, you can kill, you can sell drugs, but you can't be raping people. And you can't just go around beating on people just to do it. So the particular organized crime where I was in is, yes, it's hypocritical, but you weren't allowed to do every crime you wanted to do. And those are the two crimes that were considered hell no-nos in that world. So if any, so victim, people who did victim blaming, victim shaming, and victim gaming, they usually got killed. Because there's just certain crimes they weren't willing to pull, put up with. Like, if you were found to sell drugs to pregnant women, you got killed. If you were found to sell drugs to elderly people, you got killed. If you were found to sell drugs to people with disabilities, you got killed. If you were found to sell drugs to children, you got killed. If you are found to sell drugs to homeless people, you got killed. If you were found to sell drugs to people with diseases, you got killed. So, um... The rapes were opportunistic, impulsive and compulsive, I say again. And so their impulsive acts were included impulsive crimes. Their compulsive acts did include compulsive crimes. And that and they were committed by them who committed these things I'm telling you about. And there was a little bit of rapists who raped me many others, they tended to not show any outward anger. And they used little to no unnecessary... They used um, very little unnecessary force. And when it came to our resistance as victims against them, they would try to stop us And at the same time, they weren't big on showing outward anger. If they did, it was a little bit into our response. But because we were so used to being traumatized, we just, we felt like we had to assume the position and they raped us. And those type of rapists, because it was a small number of them, The streets killed them. And lastly, there were sexual gratification rapists who raped me and many others. Their motivation was to obtain sex from us against our will. They were lonely They were very, they were extremely lonely and they felt like they had no other outlet for their sexual desires. And they felt like they were unsuccessful at courtship and dating and romance and love. So that's what they did to us. And because there were very little sexual gratification rapists, the streets killed them.
those are the type of rapists for us to deal with. And um, so, yes, in the organized crime what I was in, I can tell you there was exchange rape, rape occurring as the result of bargaining. Punitive rape, rape used to punish or discipline. Theft rape, rape that happens when a person is abducted in most cases be used as a slave or, or as a sex worker back then the word was called prostitute. There was ceremonial rape, rape involving death, you know, death defloration rituals and just non-defloration rituals. Then there was status rape. Rape resulting from differences in hierarchy of social class. And all these type of rapists, most got killed, the rest went to prison. Um, so I'm, I'm, I had to tell you the perpetrator types because it's no joke at all. So there was custodial rape. Um, custodial rape is rape perpetrated by a person employed by the state in a supervisory or custodial position, such as a police officer, public servant, or jail hospital employee. Um, there was literally a handful of them who did those things. And there was some torture and murder because that's what they did to victim, to the handful of victims they had. Torture and murder ended up happening to the custodial rapist who did the custodial rape. So there was um, rape by deception. Rape by deception occurs when the perpetrator gains a victim's agreement through fraud. And there was a small number of them, so they ended up getting um, killed. Um... crime world I was in payback rapes also called punishment rapes and revenge rapes did occur it was basically a group of people that could have been the family members of the ones raped it could be a group of people in the streets who sympathize with the victims. They would rape the ones who raped the victims. Payback rapes are, were meant to humiliate and bring shame upon um, the 
ones who were doing the raping. as punishment for the victimizer's prior behavior. Um, And again, the punishment was directed towards the perpetrators. And... In the organized crime where I was in, if you raped the ones doing the raping, that was the only kind of rape that they would let you let slide. Um, Victims had a mixed reaction to it. Some hated it and some felt uh, vindicated. Um, It, some people in the streets hated it, but they felt like, well, these people normally don't rape. So they did that to be retaliatory so they're allowed to live despite mixed reactions from the victims in the streets about it and they weren't um, prosecuted because normally they didn't rape and so people were upset but some people were upset they felt like well they don't you know hey they at least some type of vengeance was done on our behalf so they didn't nobody went to the police or the cops as if you will or law enforcement about it um some in some organized crime worlds payback rape can get you killed punishment rape and revenge rape can get you locked up so that has to be kept in mind so these were things that happened organized crime where i was in oh prison rapes i mean the name is self-explanatory um some people who did prison rapes they would do prison payback rapes some lived to tell about it some were beaten and some were killed um in terms of prison rape. So these these things will happen in jail. From what the streets told me. Um, rape of children. And adolescents included. Automatic murder. It was one thing to rape an adult. I mean, with the rape an adult, there was, well, look, we can either kill you or put you in jail. Rape of children, oh, they weren't going to let you go to jail because they were going to kill you. So every person, every monster I knew that raped a child ended up murdered. With adults, they had two options. You either go to jail or you get killed. 
When it came to the children, murder was the only option, and that's exactly what happened. Incest, automatic murder. So the rape of children happened by organized crime, and they were all killed. If you, like, incest, like, you sleeping with a family member, you were killed. It, it, it's just, it was too disgusting to even let you just go to jail. In that world, it was just death. Even though the I grew up in a sexually reckless, organized crime world, even incest was too much for them. Um, now, adultery was... You're basically gambling with your life because some women let you live to tell about it. Some women would beat you and some women would kill you. Um, As, you know, when it came to the men doing these things. Now, women doing these things, same consequence, same three set of consequences. Either you would live to tell about it or they would beat you or they would kill you. So these are all the things that I'm telling you about how that world, the particular organized crime where I was in, that's how it is. Uh, statutory rape is self-explanatory. Automatic. It was some, at first some dudes would be, well, at least um, the kid is straight. But after a while... It was, you would still get either beaten or killed. You would be beaten and then get killed when it came to statutory rape because it's like, well, that's still a child. Even though some organized crime worlds, they glorify statutory rape. Some organized crime worlds glorify rape of children. The one I was in, it was understood. You, You just didn't do that. Because so many people in the streets weren't playing when it came to... You just don't do sexual shit around children to children. That's how it was. Some, you know, like, yes, there's hyper-masculinity and type mas- uh, hyper-masculinity, toxic masculinity, where they go, yeah, she's a real woman for making the boy a real man, da-da-da-da. Some organized crime wars, they do do that. The one I was in, that wasn't a thing to be happy about. Because in the mind of organized crime figures, the one I was in, anything sexual involving kids was off limits. So the people that would glorify statutory rape, would glorify rape of children, who glorified incest, ended up dead. So there were people like, yeah, this was great, and... No need to go to jail because she's a real woman. He a real man. Yeah, da, 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 da. But they ended up dead because there were street people that, that hated those things. Um, now, everyone in the organized crime that I was in didn't always feel the same ways about all types of crime. So I know it sounds contradictory, but not everybody in the organized crime world that I'm in or somebody that I was in, because I'm no longer in it, never will go back, that I was in it, other people go in, they may not 
always follow the codes that they come up with. That other people came up with, that they came up with other people, or whoever came up with it. There's mixed reactions, so you're probably wondering, and then how did I last so long in drug dealing and illegal lottery and, you know, moving around with a gun and shit like that? Um, Because the code wasn't always followed. For the most part, yes, but for for other parts, it wasn't always followed. So notice I stayed between six months to a year because... I was around criminals that tried to keep me from criminals who followed all these codes. And when those criminals found out, that's when I was pushed out of organized crime. And from time to time, being on the streets, people remember me from those days, say, hey, hey, Antonio, this is what happened to so-and-so, and this is what's been going down since you've been out, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. That's what they would do. They would tell me these things. Um, serial rape, um, serial rapists, they liked it, they tried to remove evidence, it could be ejaculation, blood, um, fingerprints, weapons, it could be clothing, they tried to remove it, but the evidence is overwhelming that tampered evidence, witness tampering, all those sits. All those shits. It was so fucked up that those people ended up going to prison. Um, Sea rapists went to prison. And, um, and the FBI is right. Sea rapists do show a high degree of quote-unquote criminal sophistication. They use less force against the victim. The more criminally sophisticated the rapist was, the more sexually, the more sexual acts were performed. And they tried to remove any evidence that did assist enforcement in their investigation. And most times, this type of rapist, serial rapists, are unknown to the victims. Follows, uh, follows a specific and predictable pattern of targeting assaulting victims. And they did all these things. And serial rapists are rape committed by a person over a relatively long period of time, committed under num- on a number of victims. Oh, and statutory rape, you know, that means anybody below the age of consent. So what happened to the serial rapist? Murder or jail. Either or. Um, I noticed when it came to the adults, more of the rapists would go to jail. Even though some would get killed. Um, And the rest were... um, When it came to the, more of the adults would go to jail. I'm sorry. More of the rapists would go to jail concerning adults. When it came to the children, more of them were killed concerning the children. Uh, marital rape, yeah, you was going to get killed. If you tried to rape, especially if you tried to rape somebody's wife or girlfriend, oh, death. Murder, no chance for jail. Gang rape occurs when a group of people participate in the rape of a single victim. Rape involved two or more violators, usually at least three. It's widely reported to occur in many parts of the world. So, mm-hmm. 
those things did happen. It happened and um oh gang rape the consequence for that was group murder meaning having all the violators slain so I was drug facilitated sexual assault DFSA or date rapes and date rape drugs oh it was just murder that was the only choice available in their minds murder um corrective rape that's basically raping somebody that you think is gay to make them straight. Oh, you was going to get killed for that. Or raping somebody trans to make them cisgender. Oh, you was going to get killed for that. War rapes. I heard about them. Um, because it's war, I mean... Murder and violence and torture was going to happen. So that's what I knew about that type of world. So murder and jail happened to people who did acquaintance rape. uh, Campus rape, campus sexual assault, corrective rape, curative rape, homophobic rape. The sexual assault of LGBTQI plus people is known as sexual gender minorities, SGMs. Uh, date rapes, gang rape, serial gang rape, group rapes, multiple perpetrator rape, genocidal rape, gray rape, live streaming rape, cyber sex trafficking, live streaming sexual abuse, marital rape or spousal rape, prison rape or jail rape, rape chance, serial rape, and serial rapists, sexual predators, repeat rape, multiple offending, and statutory rapes, unacknowledged rape, rape by deception, um, pregnancy from rape. Uh, effects and aftermaths of rape, rape trauma syndrome, causes sexual violence, the Weinstein effect, rape culture, and the post-assault treatment of sexual assault victims. Basically, murder, violence, or prison would happen to people who did all these types of rapes. Um, And yeah, some of the victims were plied with um, alcohol and other drug use. And they ended up murder, violence, or rape. What happened to those who caused it. And there was a lot of outpouring of love for victims in the world I was in. So you didn't just do whatever you wanted to do. Um, Because in the organized crime world... All you got to do is go get yourself another adult if you want to have sex. You know, if you want to... And the rule, another sexual rule was... You can have casual sex. But if that's somebody's casual sex buddy, they they agreed to have casual sex with each other and nobody else. And you was having sex with their casual sex buddy. That could get you... Usually, violence. Every now and then, murder, but mostly just violence. Um, but if y'all was in a casual sex relationship where you agreed to have sex with the people, nobody cared. So, the victims would get a lot of police services. I remember, you know, they would get counseling, therapy, psychiatry, those type of things. 
And victims did struggle with emotional connections, sensuality, sexuality, closure, physical touch, sexual arousal, sexual contact, oral genital stimulation, sexual intercourse. Um, they struggled with um, relaxation techniques, sensate focusing, communication, body image, social skills, sex education, sensual and sexual touchings. Um, they struggled with... Um, Lack of healthy intimate experiences, traumatic history, sexual dysfunctions. Um, that's what happened with the victims. You know. They were, they needed sexual assistance. And, um somatic experiencing they were in real need of those things and didn't get those things right away um they struggle with physical intimacy emotional intimacy and all types of intimacies so these things do happen um and it ain't no joke it's all the way uh real I'm almost done with this story. Um, I am. I also acknowledge that, um, yes, trafficking of children, sex trafficking, forced marriage, labor trafficking, organ trade, organ theft, fraud factories, uh, commercial demand for sex, um, all happened in that world, and, um, that world ended up being the most caught. And they there was a lot of imprisonment, a lot of murders, a lot of violence um, to the perpetrators. Illicit international adoption, trafficking for early marriage, recruitment of child soldiers for use in begging, or as athletes such as child camel jockeys, or football trafficking, child harvesting. Um, and like I said, penitentiary beatings or death happened to people in that world. Um, who were perpetrators, the victims had all met all kinds of fates. Some got the help they needed, some became abusers themselves. Either way, um, 
they too ended up victimized by violence and murder, jail time, and some were became residents of psych wards, and the rest turned out to be fine. They were going. They went on to live successful lives. At camp advocating against what happened to them when they were younger, so they advocate against child harvesting, baby harvesting, baby factories, and baby farms, which I saw these things, by the way, um, because these were the things that traumatized them when they were younger, baby farming. That's what happened to them, and they f- were advocating against it. So... The world I was in was very contradictory. Most of them lived up to the rules, but a lot of them, but also a lot did not. Organized crime makes no sense because it is the highest form of hypocrisy that life has. So um, none of this makes sense and don't try to make sense out of it. So in that world, there is bonded labor, uh... Labor trafficking happens most often with the domain of domestic work, agriculture, construction, manufacturing, entertainment, and migrant workers and indigenous people are especially at risk of becoming victims. And you had bonded labor, involuntary servitude, domestic servitude, child labor, people smuggling, bonded labor, debt bondage. I mean, I knew I saw these things, and I and I and, it, and a lot of the victims became advocates against these things. including against forced marriage, um, forced prostitution, child labor, child soldiers, conscription, debt, forced marriage, bride buying, husband buying, wife selling, husband selling, forced prostitution, um, sexual slavery, wage slavery, jihadism, penal labor, peonage, peonage, actually, because all those things happened to them, which I saw with my own two eyes. Um, I remember them advocating against adoption fraud. Um, there were comfort women, comfort girls in that world. It's when you're forced into sexual slavery. So boys like me were considered comfort men or comfort boys. Uh, Then, you know, there was migrant sex work. I saw that often. Um, Last thing I want to say about that world was that uh, I saw um, and they advocated against adoption fraud, child selling, child grooming, child laundering, exploitation of labor, 
um, international child abduction and injustice happening refugee children because all those things happen to them. And I personally witnessed everything I'm telling you in this episode that I saw. Um, including uh, child slavery, marking directed at children. Uh, yeah. Trafficking of adults and children, it was commercialized. These are all the things that I witnessed. And that's the last time I repeat that. If I do, it's with a guess. So thank you all for um, listening to this rough-ass episode. It's an overabundance of shittiness. Y'all probably think of myself... What the hell? And I know you're thinking to yourselves, it seems like the fuckery just is continuous. And I motherfucking understand where you're coming from. And now I'm taking a two-month break talking about organized crime. I'm done talking about the organized crime parts of my life. So, I'll be talking about organized crime, but just in general, not what happened to me. Because every uh, traumatic experience that happened to me organized crime that I witnessed or that happened to me directly, um, or happened to others indirectly, happened to me indirectly, or just happened to me and them, everybody directly and indirectly. Uh, we'll resume organized crime talks on, I dare say, June the 20. June the 24th. So, uh, I can be relieved. I no longer have to go through this anymore because I sleep better the more I creatively relax these things. Um, And thank you all for sharing the same questions I have about all of these Things that piss us all off. The ones who are upright minded. Like I said. Trauma is an asshole. 